Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome. Welcome to our show. Today we discuss about PR, how you can get results by using PR, digital PR, how you can send press releases and a lot more because it's very important today. It doesn't matter what kind of marketing you use, including SEO, any others. You can create strong brand awareness. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Kat Fleischmann. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Looking forward to learn more about that. We cooperate for a long time. Uh, I love your methods, how you can uh, send the speeches, you know, to achieve great journalists, bloggers. Kat, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, about your business and why you decided to work on this niche, uh, digital PR? Yes. So I've been doing PR for about 15 years. I do all kinds of industries from technology to business to fashion, lifestyle. And really what I love about the industry is coming up with new ideas, finding out what's happening in the news and making a product or service relevant. So, you know, every day we tune into radio shows, podcasts, we listen to the news, we watch, you know, TV, we read articles. So I was always fascinated by that. And also the fact that, you know, I'm a writer, so I love to write. Um, pulling those ideas together is really what PR is about. You're really the bridge between the media and uh, the client, which can be really anything. Anyone can really use PR. So having this tool in your back pocket is something that every single business owner can use and can actually perfect if done correctly. And building media relationships is just a passion of mine for the past 15 years. So that's why I do what I do every day. <laughs> nice, nice. Love it, love it. Okay, let's talk about uh, writing the right press release or any other pitch. Because, you know, for example, uh, my team created tool. AI writing tool that can help to uh, create text, but any AI tool is great for rewriting. You know, you can get something new, valuable, and uh, I'm pretty sure that journalists don't want to get such pitches, generic pitches, because it's not value. If people know about uh, this information, they never will publish this content. Can you tell about finding the right ideas? Because I cooperated with a few PR agencies, uh, I cooperate with you, and I know how it's important to uh, write something unique, valuable, trending, hot topic. Can you tell how to find these ideas? Absolutely. So first things first, whatever your product or business is, do, do a simple search on Google um, for any trends, forecasts. I like to look at Google News because Google News allows you to see the most recent articles in your, in your industry. So um, once you do a Google search, you're able to read through um, you know, articles that posted maybe two hours ago, two days ago, three weeks ago, whatever it is, and really start collecting information on you know what's trending what are the headlines you know what are people talking about what are reporters writing on um 
and even you know as a response to a story if you're looking to pitch new york times for example and you really 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 like a story and you really know the reporter is working on this type of story you can say hey reporter i read your last story on x and y and z and i think my product or service would be great because x y and z so pretty much tying in that that relevant news trend staying current answering the question really always why are people going to care and why is this important right now for us mm -hmm. yeah okay okay got it uh for example if i find some uh, news on uh, google news and other resources but how i can provide something new and unique to news that people know because it's not like to take this news and share one more time so how to provide right. something unique with that yes so if you're an expert i would recommend sharing some sort of insight or industry insight that people don't know already this can be in the form of forecasting a trend you know if it's about stocks let's say you know are do you have any insight into what stocks to buy what stocks to sell what's going to go up what's going to go down before it's in the news it's kind of like being preemptive and knowing what the answers are to some of the questions that people have before it goes out into the public eye so if you're an expert it definitely makes sense to share your industry insight and share your expertise and knowledge before it becomes public knowledge so taking that statistic let's say and tying it into what you what you believe is going to happen mm -hmm. yeah you unhided my secrets about stocks okay <laughs> let's go ahead <laughs> okay uh once i check out a few studies that uh, journalists get a lot of pitches every single day a lot of requests like plus hundred uh minimum so can you tell how to stand out from the rest okay if they get plus hundred requests and most of them generic most of them they don't care but i'm not sure they have a lot of time to check out all these requests they can skip mm -hmm. some of they they don't read most of them so can you tell how to stand out from the rest and to uh give a solid reason to be opened and rich <laughs> so first of all to stand out from the rest you don't have to make your pitch long i would choose three to five bullet points that you could say okay here is why you should interview me or here is what i have to say about let's say chat gpt everybody's talking about chat gpt but do you have anything insightful that you might share with the reporter you know whether it's you know what other maybe offering some knowledge what are some alternatives to chat gpt for example i i'm currently in italy and uh chat gpt has been shut down as of maybe three days ago and what do i do now how do i use it for my business maybe if you're a tech expert you could say here are three alternative um chat gpt like platforms that you can use in italy for example that's just a small example but pretty much giving the bite-sized pieces of information that is not already out there that the editor or journalist or producer can use to interview you and it just has to be three to five points it doesn't have to be a long press release to capture their attention and say hey like actually i haven't heard of this let me see if i can get a couple of minutes or or pick your brain for for a few minutes about this topic and that's how it happens 
Mm -hmm. And can you tell why uh, ChatGPT was shot in Italy? What was the it's reason? a very good it's a very good question, but I think it was the first of the Western countries to have it shut down. Um, I use it for writing and press releases. I did a whole brand management analysis on it, but when it got shut down, the first thing I did was Google to see what was out there in terms of alternatives. And there was only one article that had, you know, all of them said use a VPN, but one of them actually had uh, an alternative called SEO Monkey, and it's identical to ChatGPT. But ChatGPT is getting all the press right now because they probably have great PR. So um, no idea why it got shut down, but that'll take some more research. <laughs> okay, let's leave uh, politics. I think, you know, many things can, why? But yeah, uh, it's the same, like TikTok will be banned in U the US. So it, we, we can go ahead, you know, because I think uh, we need to adapt. If we have some challenges, we need to find alternatives and adapt to go ahead. Okay, uh, I'm interested about uh, PR. You know, I use PR uh, because of link building strategy. It's not only about creating brand awareness. I uh, I get links, I get mentions, and uh, you know about that. Uh, and uh, for example, in my course, SEO course, uh, I had great great lessons from other PR specialists, agencies, uh, and they share uh, their methods, how to get PR links. Uh, why many SEOs pay attention to that? Because Google uh, uh, shares that PR is white hat link building strategy. So when you get PR links, you can get, uh, it's not like against uh, Google uh, guideline. Uh, you can get them, you can increase authority, and after that, you can rank your website higher. So can you tell me about uh, getting links by using uh, press releases? Because I found uh, many PR agencies and specialists use different methods. They don't use just the same effort, uh, the same template. They usually adapt and use their strong sides. For example, someone can write uh, short press releases, others can write short studies, the rest can share some interesting insights. And I didn't find the same method. So can you tell how to find something that will work actually for a specific project or agency? I mean, I mean, there are many ways to get link facts. I think, um, and it, it's funny because me and you work on this a lot together, but news jacking is probably a very effective way to do it because you're taking something relevant, you're taking something that's in the news and you're ask, you're providing insight on that. And you're basically doing the work for the reporter and then all they have to do is link back to you. Um, another method that I use is thought leadership articles where you know a client will literally write a piece and will just simply ask for a fact in exchange for, you know, for, 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 for writing the article and sharing that article, that's another strategy. Uh, a third strategy is, like I said before, the simple pitch letter with the talking points, because when you get interviewed, then they can make sure to include a link back to your website. Um, and then a, a fourth strategy would be like broadcasts, like podcasts, TV, radio, those always include links. Um, so there's many, many different methods. I think the press release has gone by the wayside, meaning like it's very antiquated. Nobody reads a whole press release anymore. The only way I would use a press release is if I'm putting it on the newswire, which is another way to get links. 
And it's good for mm -hmm. SEO because if you put something on PR Newswire or EIN Newswire, it's going to get picked up in a hundred different places. So if you're just looking for links, that's definitely another strategy. So there's various strategies in PR that you can use. So you mean like uh, we don't need to use templates that you can find online, immediate release, uh, contact information? Yeah. No, you don't. That, that's not important. Anymore. It's very obsolete. Very okay, obsolete. got it. Nice, nice. Because you still can find a lot of information how to write press releases and we have templates. Uh, so yeah, uh, I felt with that you know, as well. So Kat, uh, let's talk about methods of pitching journalists. You know, uh, for example, I uh, found some people on Upwork. Uh, I order their services uh, in PR and got like 300 uh, links, you know, from one PR campaign. Uh, and uh, I, I, I think they use some black methods uh, by submitting or adding to platforms. Uh, so we have distribution and contribution. Can you tell what is the main difference? For example, you usually send uh, to journalists and they will decide, is it newsworthy? Uh, but some people can use methods without asking editors just to add to some websites. What, what is the main difference between them? The main difference is very simple. Um, a distribution that's going to just post your press release or your information um, is pretty much a paid uh, service that you use. And people pretty much know that because it'll have the name Cision or the name of the newswire on top and it'll, get, it'll distribute the same thing over and over and over again. So it's good for having a bunch of links. But the great thing about contributions is that you're actually dealing with another human on the other side. So the editor or the journalist that receives your pitch or your press release or whatever you're sending them is the one who decides who, you know, if it's newsworthy, if it gets published. And then there's usually an interview process or questions that they send, more information that they need. And then they write their own article, meaning it's an original, unique article that nobody has written before it's not a copy of your press release and they write their spin on that so there's a lot more power to even if it's one not for link building i'm saying for credibility even if it's one very strong article in a in a good news outlet that's way more powerful than having a hundred links with the same press release because people know that they know that that's not like credibility. That's just you paying for a newswire service or distribution. Good for links, but not necessarily for credibility. I think, you know, Google can understand that as well. So even yeah. uh, if you get hundred links, uh, Google can see them and, and recognize that these links <laughs> just were uh, submitted for the sake of having them. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Uh, I have the question about misconception uh, about PR. What do you think? Uh, why people uh, think something wrong about PR? Probably, you know, I found uh, that people sometimes don't understand how it works. For example, if they use SEMrush, Ahrefs, many other great tools, even ChatGPT, you now uh, they can use just generic methods best practices but they trying to uh consider some preferences can you tell about misconceptions uh about digital PR? i mean the, the first biggest misconception is that it's expensive to hire publicists that's not necessarily true 
Um, I do small, small campaigns. Um, even with you, we do small campaigns and I get results. Um, a lot of people are, are, you know, convinced to believe that you have to pay very high retainers to a fancy agency. There are like really strong freelancers out there. And if you don't know how to do the work or you don't want to, or you don't have time, um, the biggest misconception is that you have to hire a big fancy PR firm. That is not true. You can hire a scrappy freelancer and get the job done, you know, in an hour time. So um, what I can do in an hour is what most agencies charge for like a month of their, <laughs> of their service. Mm -hmm. um, because they just, that's just how big agencies work, right? They try to sell you a dream. They try to sell you on the strategy, on the fancy presentation, on the office in, in Manhattan. And it's just not, that's not necessarily true. Um, so I think that's a huge misconception on PR. Um, the second thing is, is that if you do do the research and you are a good writer, you can do it yourself. I mean, there's no need to hire a freelancer, but a lot of people these days are just bombarded with so much and there's so, only so much time in a day and so much to get done that it would probably take me half the time to do what a regular person would have to do manually because of the tools that I have. So I think those yeah. are like the two biggest misconceptions. Okay, got it. Nice, nice. Okay, uh, let's talk about finding the right journalists. You know, uh, can you tell your methods how to filter out from million or hundred thousand journalists and find someone who's interested in your PR? I mean, I use something called Muckrack, which is like a again one of the tools that I use as a publicist that shows me all the journalists that write for a publication and then not only that when i click on the category of journalists like let's say it's wine for example you're not going to pitch the the i don't know the home and living reporter at the new york times a wine pitch you have to look for the specific category that that journalist covers and then you pitch them based on like the last five stories that they've written so whenever i search for a reporter i search for the category of interest i also look for their title are they an editor are they an associate editor are they a head editor i usually like to go for just a regular editor or a freelancer because those are the people that are actually writing the stories not the ones that are just approving the stories which is like the head editor or executive editor so you just want to go for like the straight up editor and then the category of interest or a freelancer that because the great thing about a freelancer is that they write for multiple publications like i'm a freelance journalist too so i write for a few different ones and i get hired by a few different ones that don't have time um so you so the title is important and the category is important and reading the articles that they write to see if it matches what you're pitching them or what you have as a you know as a product or service Mm-hmm. Yeah. Valuable. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay. Uh, can you tell about building relationships? You know, for example, you know, when I invite great uh, speakers to my podcast, uh, Neil Patel spoke on this podcast, Rand Fishkin, Craig Campbell, Lily Ray, you speak right now. Can you tell about building relationships? Is it important in digital PR? Uh, for example, when you send write pitches or uh, build relationships in other places or uh, it's not important. What do you think? 
I mean, building relationships is everything. The reason I say that is because there have been so many times where an editor has emailed me looking for something, right? Whether it's a fitness expert or a tech gadget or whatever it is. And I go out of my way, even if it's not my client, to help them because they only have so much time in a day. And if I help them get the source or the product or whatever it is, they'll keep coming back to me over and over because they know I'm reliable. They know I give them a good client. They know that I can get them interviewed with my clients on time. So building that relationship with them of trust and of ease to keep coming back and using you as a source for their clients is a huge, huge plus. And that's something I've built for 15 years with the same reporters that I still work with. And whenever they need something, I'm there to help. I'm there to give them what they need. And that's just how you build relationships. Nice, nice. You know, I see you're in Italian restaurant. You know, after that, <laughs> I, I remind myself about Italy because I was in Rome, in Milan, in uh, Venice, many other places in Italy. And I remember about this uh, spaghetti, about pasta, about pizza, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I just had I just had the best pasta of my life. And now I'm having a glass of wine over here. <laughs> oh. But here it's six. It's 623. I don't know where you are, but it's it's. It's called an aperitivo after, after your meal. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, got it, got it. Okay, uh, let's talk about how to measure success in digital PR. For example, uh, yeah. uh, after sending pitches, how you measure uh, what kind of results you can get and uh, analyze. Uh, I mean, like to provide some homework to analyze how to do it better the next time. Yeah, so the way I measure success is to see when an article is coming out or an interview is coming out and have the client check on the back end of their website how many hits they got, how many people are viewing their page. Um, and I do this with a client now. We speak every week on Friday and he tells me exactly how many hits he got that day that the article came out. And I start recording all of those numbers to know, okay, like this is the type of impact that this media outlet has. So I, I somewhat have some sort of guide map to help me with, you know, these are the types of publications that really are gonna make a difference for the clients. And um, you just keep going for those types of outlets next time. You just keep on going for the, for the ones that you know are successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, interested. And you know, I found uh, one thing that it's important uh, in digital PR, uh, editing. What do, you, what do you think about editing? You know, because uh, some experts can write uh, valuable stuff, but uh, they are not good with editing, uh, considering some styles like from Forbes, uh, Bloomberg, many others. So can you tell about importance of editing any press release or uh, PR campaigns. Very important. I edit so many press releases. I write and edit my own press releases. And, you know, if something is spelled wrong or the formatting is off or it's just not attractive to a reporter because it, it just looks bad, which is another reason, again, to hire, even if it's a freelancer, a few hours to have someone that knows how to edit press releases. So I got my master's degree at NYU for PR and I, I, my biggest pet peeve is when something is not edited properly. It's just, and as a journalist, that's what they're looking at. You know what I mean? So it's very important. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I asked ChatGPT to write press release for me and 
this tool did it for for a few seconds probably 10 seconds and i got press release uh, but you know it's not uh new it's not specific nothing uh well it's very general it's very repetitive and it's like very boring and dry because it's a computer it's ai there's no injection of personality there's no you know newsworthy content it's just taking all the information and summing it up pretty much so it's good to save time but i wouldn't rely on chat gpt mm -hmm. yeah yeah i agree even you know on my tool on miss.com if you open you can see golden button to write text for all website pages guys it's not golden button no <laughs> it's just a feature that can help you to create content at scale and you need to edit to provide something new and valuable if you want to get results um uh, we lost cat uh, for some time i hope uh, uh she will be back for some time oh yeah we got back cat <laughs> and uh, uh mm -hmm. i'm interested about um you know digital pr can you tell what kind of tools do you use uh in daily basis and uh, uh some special yeah. features that you like more on digital pr tools yeah i use scission and muckrack databases i use gmas for sending out pitches and I really like GMAS because you can track everything. You know that because we work together on that. Yeah. You could see how many people opened it, who's on the list, how many people clicked your link. So it's good for seeing who's responding and things like that when pitches go out. And Scission and Muckrack are each very good. Scission is better for bigger lists. And Muckrack is what we were talking about earlier. You could see the last things that these people wrote. Um, you could see better contacts, better editors for each publication. So like if you're doing one-on-one -on -one pitching, Muckrack is really strong. Um, these are very expensive tools, but again, if you hire a freelancer, it's already paid for. You're just paying for that person's time. Um, I have access to them because I work on the side for big agencies. So saving a lot of money yeah. there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. Season costs like $7,000 uh per yep. year yeah it's yep. yeah it's expensive expensive <laughs> okay expensive, uh, yeah. uh let's talk about common mistakes you know uh for example i made a lot of mistakes i can't count all mistakes that i made in my life in my businesses you know i failed <laughs> a lot but i keep learning from them you know i don't feel that right. mistakes are mistakes you know uh, for me it's like lessons good lessons sometimes expensive lessons you know but uh, i can't get these lessons on in school in university by taking course i need to uh, do something to find what actually will work so can you tell about common mistakes in digital pr that people still do and your tips how to find a much better way yeah um my first mistake that i see a lot is people not getting a person's name right or not personalizing their message um and a common fix for that is just do your research and if you are using some sort of like mail merge or something be very careful with that because it could screw up the the lines and the names and Sometimes I just say like straight up, like do it manually, because if you're personalizing a message, it's probably better not to use AI or tools. Just take your time and pitch, pitch them and really do the research. Don't just like mass pitch them because they're not even going to read it. Um, another mistake is that people, again, they don't edit their text. 
there's spelling errors, there's formatting issues, there's just all, I've seen all kinds of things. So I get pitched every day because I'm a journalist and I'm incision and muckrack. So um, I can't tell you the amount of times I've opened an email and been like, wow, this is so off, like the words and the text and everything. Um, and again, this all goes back to also researching the right person, right? So a third mistake is like when people pitch the wrong reporter. Remember what I said, always look at the beat that the reporter is covering and always look at their title. So you're not going to pitch like the, you know, executive editor of a magazine. You pitch the editor and you're not going to pitch wine to a home editor. Like it's, you just have to know who you're pitching and what they're writing about. So that's the third misconception is really just doing the research and knowing who you're pitching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, valuable. Uh, you know, let's help uh, some students in my network who are looking for ways how to grow, how to learn something new. And uh, Kat, let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, completely from scratch, forget about your experience. You didn't get any backlinks in New York Times, Forbes, at any other place. What would you do today to learn more about digital PR? I would, first of all, mm -hmm, yeah. learn how to set myself up for success in terms of, uh, in, ter in terms of like, um, first of all, you choose maybe one or two industries that you really like and that you want to write about and really do the research on why you want to go after those industries and what's going on in the news. That would be the first step, um, even before you have clients or anything like okay, I really, really love art PR, or I love, you know, restaurant PR, um, really read up on the trends in that. Then second of all, get the tools that you need for pitching, you know, whether it's GMAS, if you can't afford Cision right now, that's fine. But, you know, whether it's a mail merge system or something that allows you to send bulk emails, but even that you don't need. You can even start PR without anything. You just need to do the research, learn the reporter, learn the industry that you're covering, and really tie in the client to the relevant news trends. So, you know, if you're if you have a potential client, you know, when you speak to them, speak to them about, you know, what you've read in the news and why you think that their restaurant, let's say, makes sense to be in the news. Um, and why that is and how they can help people because that's what's going to get you in the news. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, you know, uh, many things uh, are coming like, I don't know, metaverse, we have AI today. Uh, I think, you know, that was simple to ignore AI, uh, hard today, impossible tomorrow. Uh, but anyway, can you tell what kind of future will be in uh, PR? Uh, because, you know, technologies can change some techniques or methods how to teach journalists. And uh, your, I don't know, like prediction or uh, forecast about the possible future. Yes, I think that AI is going to continue to grow. I think that writing press releases is going to be something of the past. I think that um, there's gonna be tools like other AI tools that send the emails out for you that respond to your emails. Pretty much AI is going to take over a lot of the jobs that a publicist would do. Scheduling interviews, 
creating questions for the client, creating talking points. Pretty much where AI is going to be able to do everything that PR people are able to do. I think that's what's going to mm-hmm. happen. And robots are going to be running our lives. <laughs> I mean, it's true. That's what I think. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, everything is going to become like- more and more digital. Magazines are not going to exist. Newspapers are not going to exist. Everything will be online. Okay, okay, we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? And Kat, uh, can you tell about your personal life schedule? Uh, you don't need to share about personal life. I mean, like about your job, uh, because you can see, uh, spend time in restaurant to have this podcast. So why not? It's it's good job, you know, when you can uh, uh, use. Uh, I don't know to enjoy your time in restaurant and have this podcast. Can you tell how you schedule your day and uh, how you update your skills time to time? Always have my computer with me. That's something oh, okay. that's a must in my industry. Um, so whether I'm in a restaurant or at home or anywhere, I'm always working. And that's being a good PR person. You don't have a schedule. Be- okay, guys, we lost connection with Cat. But anyway, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I think Kat replied to all questions that I want to know from her. If you want to uh, know more, just follow her on uh, LinkedIn, uh, open her website. You can find the links in the description below and listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again a lot for your time and thanks again cat you know for sharing all this valuable insights and see you next time thanks for listening to this entire podcast please rank your experience in apple spotify google or any other platforms that you may use also please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift we'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts